0: hello my super scary listeners welcome back to the super scary podcast uh i know that it's december but we can't let spooky season end without reviewing the halloween ends movie and i could think of nobody better to uh talk about this with than our resident uh rob zombie lover slash michael myers (laughs) expert uh bestie of the pod Paige. welcome back
1: hey
0: hey (laughs) um are you ready to talk about this uh very uh divisive (laughs) movie let's just say
1: (laughs) yeah yeah uh i'm i'm down i am i have been just playing a lot of pokemon lately so i'm actually pretty zen i might be nice to this movie
0: Oh my god!
1: Like slightly nice, like a little bit, not just nice,
0: just a little, just a little.
1: (laughs) Moderately, moderately nice.
0: Yeah. Um, Well, well, how how have you enjoyed um, Pokemon? Uh, Did you get you got Scarlet, right?
1: Yes, Scarlet Chads rise up. Scarlet superiority. Scarlet (laughs) for the win. Scarlet based violets for losers. Scarlet big dubs. Um. Anyway. (laughs)
0: <laughs> i'm 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 sorry scarlet doesn't have the uh delightful himbo professor turo i think his name is so yeah I...
1: it does have professor sada so you know for the sapphics that's a win i guess it doesn't really <laughs> affect me but i know for the the people that love love hot ladies there's a hot cave lady professor in scarlet
0: so we love to see it <laughs> all right well um i I mean i guess (laughs) i guess guess we'll just get right into it um so a couple weeks ago i did a uh review of a movie called they slash them um which was also very um uh divisive slash terrible movie. Um, so, oh, <laughs> so, no. Yeah. So
1: We talked a little bit about that on the Saw one, right? Where you kind of talked about how you had just watched it, I think. And you're like, I hated it. It was horrible. Yeah,
0: yeah, I was, oh, God. And then I had to watch it a second time just to make sure that, you know, all my thoughts and feelings about it were valid. And they certainly <laughs> were. Um, so I did the same thing with this movie because when I first first watched this movie i had a very similar reaction and i was like okay well maybe it's just because i'm watching it on peacock maybe the the app is the thing that's triggering me um i don't know (laughs) but um yeah when i first watched this movie i just had a very like visceral reaction to it and i I. I'm not one of those people that goes on Twitter and is like, oh, my God, this is terrible, you know, like <laughs> you know, pull it apart. But at the same time, it was not great. <laughs> what did yeah. you think on your first watch?
1: I think it was just they tried to do a little bit of a... um a subverting expectations like game of thrones type thing mm. That's like the the game of thrones fandom like trade trademark because that was their whole uh thing at the end of game of thrones partially why it kind of shit the bed was that the producers and every time they'd cut to them they'd be like we just wanted to do didn't want to have the audience you know figure out what we were doing we wanted to subvert their expectations so i think there was just like I got a little bit of that vibe from watching Halloween ends too. Mm. It was kind of like they wanted to, didn't want to make the movie that everyone thought they were going to make, but everyone thought and wanted them to make that movie for, you know, for a reason. Right. Right. <laughs> like, And I think the, I just, when I finished the film, I just kind of sat there and was like, huh. Okay. Anyway,
0: there's two hours. I won't get back. Yeah. Like,
1: <laughs> wow.
0: <laughs> yeah. That's uh, uh, my, my phrase that I've been saying is, uh, yeah, that certainly was a movie.
1: <laughs> yeah. I certainly did watch that film
0: today. Yeah. I, I certainly, uh, uh, it was certainly a film. <laughs>
1: yeah. It actually yeah. also makes Halloween kills worse by comparison, which, uh, you know, we already talked about that extensively. Um, and that is like a big one-two fail because they could have just made Halloween twenty eighteen and just let it go, you know?
0: <laughs> right, right. And uh, you know, I, I might say something controversial, which will be like uh, the opposite of what you just said. I, out of these two movies, uh, the Halloween Kills and Halloween Ends, I would rather watch Halloween Kills.
1: Yeah, I think at least Halloween Kills was like really dumb. So there's right. entertainment value in that. I thought it was funny. Like everyone chanting that evil dies tonight. That's camp. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Yeah. Like, yeah. They, there's not that energy in Halloween Ends. It's no. More like really self serious, which is kind of, I think, a miss.
0: Yeah. And I, I think the issue is that there's like three different tones going on in this trilogy and I you know again it I don't know I think I might have said this in our last Halloween episode but it kind of reminds me of the latest Star Wars trilogy like now that we have all three movies it's like okay the first one was like nostalgia yay everybody's happy and then the middle (laughs) one's like okay, this is completely different we don't like it And then the last one is just like, okay well um we're trying to salvage what we've done so far by making something even more bonkers
1: <laughs> yeah I the thing is though like they had at least the benefit of like clearly that like David Gordon Green and like the team that made these movies like really like this series but I just, you know, I don't know if they just the ideas they had for Halloween ends didn't pan out because at least it wasn't the uh fucking COVID movie that that was like rumored to be. Thank God. Um, yeah. Yeah. That would have been somehow even worse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, I just and, I don't and- know if they just ran out of gas like creatively or what, but it just it felt like they had a lot of passion for the project, but they just didn't deploy it very well. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right. And it, so I did a little bit of research into the, the writing of the scripts because I was like, I because I know that kills and ends were supposed to be kind of filmed around the same time, mm-hmm. like they were just supposed to go one into the other. But I think the pandemic kind of threw that off, obviously. Yeah. But um, yeah, so supposedly they were writing kills and ends at the same time. So there's like two different writing groups and they're writing it at the same time, but somehow it it seems like they didn't communicate with each other. Yeah. (laughs) Like how it's like going to end. (laughs) Um,
1: Right. I think, and that's like, that is very Star Wars, like the, how the Star Wars mm -hmm. sequel trilogy went. But yeah, I think that it just highlights what I find. And, you know, we can talk later more about specific kind of plot points and Halloween ends and whatever, but what I think is like the biggest missed opportunity to make ends at least feel a little more logical in terms of where they went with it is that the main character of Halloween ends isn't in Halloween 2018 or in Halloween kills.
0: Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so
1: you could have stuck him in Halloween gills. He could have been in the hospitals chanting evil dies tonight with everyone else. And then at yeah. least we'd have been like, who is that? Oh, we know that guy. We saw him before, you
0: know? Right. Um, because <laughs> one of my main issues with this movie is that it almost feels like it's it would be the movie for the start of a trilogy yeah it it's giving more so an origin story for a character that really no one like gives a shit about like not to say yeah. like um let me see what's his name uh cory yeah cory um so the actor who plays him I think does a good job I'm not saying that
1: you know yeah what he had to work with
0: um. yeah 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 um um, he he does a decent job with what he's given with or given um for this movie but you know it's it reads as though it's uh, the the whole vibe is completely different from the first two movies because you can make the argue the case that kills does have that similar vibe to 2018 in part because they're filming or or not filming um they uh, they're continuing the same night yeah of 2018 so there's still some kind of like continuity there but with this movie it's a five-year time jump so Mm -hmm. inevitably we're kind of it, it kind of leaves the leaves us with more questions of like, especially the uh, the scenes where Lori's interacting with uh, people from the town and they're blaming her for Michael's return and like the effect on the town, but it's been like five years, so
1: she also seemed like mad chill at the beginning of the movie dude like what have people been harassing her for four years they just decided four years later or five years later that they were going to start yelling at her at walmart or whatever yeah
0: (laughs) yeah that that was my main like kind of gripe with that portion of it like if it was a year later i would totally get it and i'd be like this makes sense but it's five years and now all of a sudden her the daughter of the next door neighbor you know is like pissed at her like you haven't seen each other at the store or anywhere in town like yeah um yeah you
1: weren't mad at her for four years but today you're really
0: mad (laughs) yeah like the fuck um
1: (laughs) you know what i bet you did like about halloween ends
0: oh god what are you gonna say (laughs)
1: That there's lots of sequences where Kyle Richards is randomly reading tarot cards.
0: Yes, <laughs> you know why I I was, oh my god! Like, I
1: why does she have tarot cards again? Yeah. Like, what is she doing?
0: <laughs> well, <laughs> that's like all she does in the entire movie. Yeah, and it, and that's another point that i'm pissed about like she (laughs) she comes out in kills and is like the only one that's kind of badass out of the townspeople right and has some sense about her even though she hid in the bushes like she was in lord of the rings but regardless of that (laughs) she she came out with a freaking bag of bricks and was like beating michael with it like i was so hoping for her to have more of a major role in this But, you know, because it would have been badass for her to kind of fill the role of Karen as far as like having three badass women like going against like I think that would have been a better route for her character.
1: They kind of teased that at the beginning of the movie, too, and then didn't do it, didn't go anywhere with it because she's like over at the house and like Lori's making a pie. And it's like, wow, we're all together, the ladies. And then like she just reads tarot cards
0: for the rest of the movie (laughs) yeah i'm like and 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 like the um the tarot readings like don't even mean anything like they don't know she's like
1: it's the hanged man i'm like okay (laughs) okay what does that mean it doesn't mean it's bad it doesn't mean it's bad you're like okay Like cool uh, wow yeah
0: yeah like okay <laughs> what
1: really am <laughs> <Like>, um, cool
0: <laughs> like cool girl like thanks um yeah i mean i was i was happy to see kyle richards of course but like I just was. She was in the movie a
1: lot for how little she actually did in the movie.
0: (laughs) Yeah, like I. Well, I was a little confused because I thought the bar that she was running was the bar that we saw in Kills, which it wasn't. I I thought it was too. I thought it was. I could be wrong because I think it was. It it looked like it was in a different part of town, but I. I don't know. I. I really don't. That's confusing (laughs) because
1: I thought it was too.
0: Yeah. Maybe, maybe it was. Clear. Yeah, they they didn't make it very clear. But <laughs> oh god, okay. Um, you know, another issue I have with this trilogy is that we don't really have a Loomis type person. Yeah, <laughs> I I think Lori's kind of playing all the roles of like final girl, and she's also kind of a Loomis, and um, I I don't know. Like I just yeah.
1: I think this movie, if they wanted to do kind of the storyline they went with, could have been a time that they could kind of have trans, like translated her role into in the series as the kind of like Loomis figure, Mm. and basically made Allison her. Like I think it could. Like if you're talking about like cycles of violence, that's what they want to talk about. This whole trilogy has been about um, generational trauma (laughs) Um, (laughs) and trauma.
0: Oh, oh my just, god. We we can't go this episode without talk I I think we talked about it a little bit last time but Jamie Lee Curtis <laughs> the icon that she is going around saying the word tra- trauma trauma, trauma. <laughs> in every yeah. interview generational
1: trauma has been my discord status for like 3 weeks Did you see the clip I think I sent it to you actually where she's at some convention she's like I've seen the fucking memes okay
0: yeah, About like I trauma. get it. I get it.
1: <laughs> I'm rich. I don't care. It is yeah. like queen, honestly. So <laughs>
0: yeah, on Honestly, like <laughs> regardless of how this movie is, like Jamie Lee is an icon for promoting oh, the shit yes. out of these movies. Like, legend. She, yeah, like she knows she's not. Like, I mean. I'm sure she's getting to an age where, like, she probably would not come back t- to this series, probably. yeah. Unless if it was, like, a cameo role or just, like, you know, I could see her, like, you know, if they reboot the series or something. Like, her walking down the street and being, like, a cameo or something, you know. Yeah, yeah, Something yeah, like yeah. that. But, you know, there's a high likelihood that she won't do this again. But... um she is just an icon and a legend for promoting the shit out of these movies (laughs) and making people think that they're like this um i mean 2018 does a good job with the whole trauma and then the trauma and then um (laughs) kills kind of touches on it and then i I mean like ends does kind of address it but just very poorly like
1: like i said i think that would have been if they wanted to make this a story about how, you know, violence and and evil is like kind of transmissible, which is what they were kind of trying to go with, go mm-hmm. with Corey, I think they should have then had it be almost like the cycle of violence continued and made Allison the final girl of this film, but they didn't really do that. They kind of she's like, yeah, she's basically like Bella Swan through the whole movie. <laughs> <laughs> She's just like she like does not care that her parents are dead. By the way, she like
0: oh my god looks like briefly
1: sad for like thirty seconds at the beginning of the movie, and then she's just like, (laughs) and that's it. That's the whole movie. Yeah, I um like
0: (laughs) oh my god. Yeah, so when they after like the opening scene with. Corey, like and his kind of villain origin story so to speak um yeah like they they open up with um you know this expedition uh, sorry exposition dump right away from laurie in the form of her writing her memoir and then we're getting all these clips of like 78 and um, yeah, <laughs> 2018, and it's like, um, do we really need these clips for context? Probably not. Um, I, I don't think that I really needed it. Plus, this is making us feel like, oh, we should be watching those movies instead of. I
1: was this. like, wow, I could be watching a good movie right now.
0: <laughs> yeah, I could be watching an actual good movie <laughs> from the Halloween series right now, but it's, it, and this is really like the only time that they mention. Michael killing Karen
1: yeah like for and, like 10 seconds and then they like go haha you, we're okay and then they never talk about Karen again <laughs> yeah
0: and I, I I I rewatched it yesterday and Allison mentions it in one like passing conversation but like doesn't like it doesn't seem like it affects her like she's not upset she's not you know she, yeah. she just looks like you said like bella swan like she has no reaction she's
1: more she's more upset that she has a shit job than uh, her parents are dead
0: yeah she's upset that she didn't get a chance to fuck the doctor i guess like yeah. i don't <laughs> um
1: i just like i said i just think that would have been a way that could have worked with what they were going for where you know like you know Corey inherits the evil from michael right that's like the plot of the movie the middle of the movie yeah like allison could have like they don't really know each other at the beginning of the film you know sort of like i guess maybe they knew each other better than like laurie and michael would have in 78 if you discount the you know then since we're cutting out the sibling bit you know right but like they're not people that have like a strong dynamic with one another they could have kind of transposed that onto them and then you know that would have been like a story of of overcoming trauma for for <laughs> Allison, right? like where she could finally come to grips with what happened to her in 2018, be the final girl who beats Corey and then move on to a bigger and brighter future. but she doesn't really do anything. She's pretty ineffectual in the movie and Lori being the final girl for Corey's character doesn't make sense at all because um, they, like why, <laughs> like what? Yeah, they, you know. So I think that was maybe a missed opportunity where they could have done something more with Allison's character and had Lori, which she does a little bit of the. I mean, she's more of like a snarky, like, kind of like bitchy aunt character rather than like a a Loomis like Michael is evil like kind of character. Uh, yeah, <laughs> she does talk about like that kind of stuff like through her narrating her book or like there's a scene where she goes to the house and like where. Um, I guess we didn't really talk about the plot of the movie too much. We're just kind of talking about things. Oh, but, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> but like, um, I guess at the beginning of the movie, that what makes Corey evil establishes his downward downfalls that he has like an accident where he accidentally kills a kid. He was babysitting and he's like sleeping in the house like years later and like right. on the blood stain or whatever. And like Lori like goes and talks to him and like talks to him about, you know, the way evil can fight. So I think they were like almost doing that, but then at the end, they just didn't do it. Right. They just made it like, oh, you remember how we made the marketing about how Lori and Michael were going to fight in this movie? We got 10 minutes left in the movie, baby. It's time to do it. Like, you're just like, okay, (laughs) cool, (laughs) I guess. You know, (laughs) you know, and I think what's unfortunate is that I think that sequence at the beginning of the film where Corey does accidentally kill that kid is like the best, one of the best sequences of the movie. It was actually like Mm -hmm. kind of tense and uncomfortable. I don't really see it how it directly correlates to like, There's evil in Haddonfield, and it's all because of Michael Myers. Like, I don't think I really understood that connection, like, saw that. Yeah. But in terms of, like, a tense, like, horror film sequence, I thought it started the movie out pretty strongly. But then they just don't capitalize on it. They just spend a lot of time letting Corey get bullied by apparently the fucking coolest band geeks in the entire world like oh my god why is he being bullied by the nerd (laughs) band kids he's not even being bullied by the jocks dude yeah that well
0: i i let me let me find my note okay i said (laughs) i said the bullies are asinine marching band kids are not assholes like these guys
1: Well, well, maybe
0: maybe some. (laughs) You know, after I wrote that, I was like, "Mm, maybe I should clarify. Um, (laughs) There are some asshole marching band kids, but, like, the marching band kids that I knew in high school would not go out of their way to beat up a kid like this. Like, they would just be, you know nasty with their words or something maybe. but like they wouldn't go out of their way and they're like the richest fucking band geeks I've ever seen with like a cool car yeah Yeah, like what the fuck (laughs) and um like
1: such a weird choice in the writing room where they're like we need bullies in this movie who should they be the band kids okay great i love that idea let's go yeah. with that like and
0: and they're high school kids like yeah they're like they, 18 he's like
1: 21 at this point he's being, no like, beat up. no
0: he was 21 at the beginning of the movie when oh my he, so he's like 25 so he's like 25 <laughs> getting and beat up by like getting beat good. up by 18 year olds <laughs> band kids yeah band kids i look like they're from like a, like a reject tiktok house like they're yeah, all oh my like... god
1: that's that's it they're like if tana mojo was in a band <laughs> high school band <laughs>
0: <laughs> And the one girl fully looks like she's straight out of like stranger things right um with, like the mullet
1: and everything i was like what
0: yeah what i was like this? what is happening which a lot of this movie does give me like very 80s vibes yeah. which i think was intentional um but not in a good way i guess like is <laughs> um yeah i don't know
1: yeah it was it did have kind of an 80s vibe i think that's partially because for some reason they decided to riff a oh, quite a bit on halloween three season of the witch yes it's like a film that i in the last episode as i mentioned i think is good and I liked it Uh, but it just felt kind of weird that there was a lot of that undertone in this movie because this movie didn't have any of the things that Halloween season of the witch has like spooky masks in the tv you know what I'm saying
0: right right which this this version of like you know this timeline of Halloween does really kind of reference that movie a lot with the last two having kids wearing those masks yeah my um,
1: dude should have just remade halloween 3
0: yeah right and then just put michael myers in it i don't know
1: <laughs> michael myers is technically in halloween 3
0: oh that's true because they they do play the original halloween movie on the tv or something
1: right? yeah somebody's watching it on tv in the movie
0: <laughs> oh my god um but yeah um I don't know if you you probably noticed this page uh but the blue text uh at the beginning that shows the title Halloween ends yeah. um is apparently similar to the text for the Halloween 3.
1: Right um, yeah.
0: Yeah. So I thought that was a cool touch to kind of bring that in and I and I think in part that's to kind of signal like hey this isn't your typical Halloween movie. <laughs>
1: yeah, I mean I like again, I like Halloween three. I just I don't think the riffs on it added anything to the story they were trying to tell. I thought it was kind of bizarre.
0: Yeah.
1: And like Easter eggs, like the kids wearing the masks or whatever. Like that's that's just a reference. That's not like a storytelling a, t- a piece, but like it felt like they wanted to like you said, they wanted to make this isn't the Halloween you know kind of film. And it's like Halloween three though did away with everything different. So they just made an entirely different movie. So if you wanted to do that, you should have just not made a Michael Myers movie.
0: Right. Exactly.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Like, you know, y'all made all these ads pitching that this was going to be a movie. That was the final showdown between Laurie and Michael. And if you didn't want to make that movie, you should have just made a different movie.
0: (laughs) Or, or (laughs) honestly, just tack on the last 10 minutes of this movie to the end of halloween kills yeah 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 yeah. like wrap
1: up wrap up halloween kills you made a michael myers movie and then make your version of halloween 3 yeah like that would have totally worked you could have totally shoehorned kind of a final showdown um, <laughs> speaking of final showdown by the way can we talk about the thing i found to be the stupidest piece of this movie
0: oh i can't wait what is it
1: um when they strap michael myers dead body to the top of the car and drive through (laughs) town and everyone follows them and it's like the evil did die tonight finally yeah and they all like stand around and like crowd surf his body over to the the like a metal crater and then laurie like pushes him in there and then he dies and you're like wow then they go wow the town's really healed now
0: Yeah, you're like, what is this? Yeah, what what (laughs) is what is happening?
1: Children crowd surfing the mutilated dead corpse of a mass murderer, and then talking about how it's healed, and they watched his body get grinded up in a metal like grinder thing. Yeah, oh man.
0: Yeah, like.
1: I was like I hate this movie now (laughs) before I was neutral I was like this is fine and then I watched that and I was like this is the stupidest shit I've ever seen
0: well the whole like procession (laughs) thing I was like this is not a man that we like well, I mean like we as a viewers like Michael Myers because he's like it's fun killing fun to watch st- him murder yeah. people, but yeah. yeah, no. But like I, yeah. but like in the context of Haddonfield like he's evil. The, the, he's evil. So why are we doing this weird like procession? And it then
1: healed the town, Josh.
0: Yeah, I guess it so.
1: healed them. Did the it? The evil <laughs> died tonight, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> How did you miss that? The evil it died. Tonight
0: (laughs) it died, yeah. Right now, so
1: stupid. I was like, I hate this because I actually liked the Michael versus Laurie bit, that was like the best part of the movie. And then they did that weird shit at the end, and I was like, You lost me, yeah. (laughs) You almost pulled me back in, and you lost me again, (laughs) right?
0: (laughs) Well, you know what? This scene of them like kind of crowd surfing Michael reminded me of. (laughs) Um, you know, that scene in (laughs) Spider Man 2 when. Peter, like, saves the train from Dr. Octopus and he kind of, like, passes out and then they save him and they kind of, like, crowd surf him over to, like, save him and then, like, I think he's, like, unmasked or something and I was like, this... Why? Why is this... It
1: reminded me of when they had a funeral procession for Padme at the end of Star Wars Revenge of the Sith.
0: Uh, Oh, no! I was like...
1: (laughs) why are we doing this why are we having this weird thing like how i guess i don't understand how putting a man's dead body in a metal shredder um cleanses the evil like everyone watched this human body get grounded into many pieces and his brains explode um how did that cure the evil yeah if, if
0: anything like it would transfer that evil to the entire town that was watching.
1: You know if they really like... wanted to surpass expectations and and do this transfer of power shit, they should have had it be that Corey just found Michael Myers dead in a tube and just usurped him. He was just dead in there the whole time in the in the under the town. like that would have made sense. Oh. He apparently lived in the sewers for four years eating rats and not having COVID, I guess. And-, <laughs> <laughs> and and he's just chilling down there. Like, he is weaker, but he's alive. He's okay. Like, if Corey had gone in the sewer and just encountered Michael Myers' body and just felt that, like, the evil transfer and whatever, when he put the mask on or something. Uh-huh that would have been cool and then when they beat Corey, the evil really could die tonight you know (laughs) or maybe we do like a halloween four thing and then allison puts the mask on and then maybe the evil never dies you know but no they didn't do that
0: (laughs) yeah well uh, so let's talk about allison for a minute because (laughs) i mean so in 2018 they built it up as though like Like, right at the end, when she's holding the knife, they kind of zoom in on it. I was under the impression that they were going to do, like you just said, with Halloween 4, where um, uh, Jamie is kind of going through that similar thing. And I thought that that was the route that we were going, that Allison either was eventually going to become like a michael protege or something or that she was gonna be the one that ends up killing michael
1: yeah they clearly did that really deliberately and then didn't do anything with that
0: <laughs> right and then uh, you know kills kind of builds on her character even more and i thought you know she's she's a pretty cool like badass character i guess you know if ends would have kind of built on that even more like i think i would have liked allison as a character but now i just hate her
1: <laughs> because like yeah like she's the most useless character in this movie by far
0: yeah and so so let, she let's get some tarot cards yeah she well uh, <laughs> kyle richards did not you know provide the best tarot card reading like,
1: she had the market cornered on useless tarot card readings
0: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, she was like i got the tarot cards nobody can come for my gig it's fine exactly
1: she was like Y'all think you're gonna come for me? You're gonna start reading tarot cards in this bar? And no, ma'am.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I i thought it was weird that Allison was immediately smitten on Corey as soon as Lori brings him, like, oh around. God. Like she was literally ready to throw her panties at him. Like, oh yeah, at the hospital. He like, walks
1: into the hospital and she looks at him and it's just sploosh.
0: Yeah, I'm like, she was.
1: Am I I'm like? Am I? missing something like i thought maybe that was like indicate indicative of like these characters like had a history already or like knew each other like like, had like some kind of existing relationship or maybe you know this was like oh now she's finally ready to move on from her boyfriend that got his ass beat and (laughs) killed by Michael (laughs) Myers yeah or whatever you know like that's what i interpreted and then it looks like no she just really wants to fuck him i guess
0: oh yeah but like <laughs> i think it would have made more sense to introduce him in halloween 2018 like like even if he wasn't in kills like just have him like somehow reference group or something yeah like, he didn't exactly. have to be a major character
1: right but it's so bizarre that she he literally walks into the hospital and she's like she's like i'm gonna have sex with that man tonight mm-hmm. and that's it yeah nothing else i have no other goals no other thoughts just yeah let's go <laughs> yeah like, um is there something like something i'm missing about this guy like <laughs>
0: yeah i mean i mean he is he is
1: he's he is cute but he, he is like, kind of
0: hot but he is a he's bad. good
1: looking but he all well, that but also like at that point he wasn't even the evil hadn't even died yet or whatever so yeah, he's just like he was just like a awkward. sad sack who was getting bullied by bad kids and he's like <laughs> I was like what is the appeal what are you seeing in this man that's just like panties off let's go ready to yeah
0: yeah and then (laughs) and then after um after she helps him at the hospital she's like they're like talking about her muffler on her car needing to be fixed and he's like oh yeah I'm getting rid of my bicycle um you can have it if you want also I have a motorcycle now and (laughs) Allison's like a oh motorcycle. God. Oh, you're a bad boy. My body is ready. And I was oh like, God, "Yeah." I was like, this is wild. Like, it was really weird. <laughs> it's, a, it's completely different from her character in the first two movies. Like, I know that she had like, you know, um, what's his face, the boyfriend that got killed off. But like, it's just wild that this is her characterization in this movie. It's just...
1: She also like puts him in his place and is kind of like not just led by the nose by him in her for her high school boyfriend like in the yeah. original two movies. Yeah. So like you know which kind of establishes her like kind of spunky strong character and then in this movie she's just like dick blind I guess I don't know dude I I'm guess
0: like... yeah like her her horniness <laughs> is just taking over which you know so, sometimes <laughs> we, uh,
1: sometimes it I mean like... hashtag relatable content but also like. <laughs> really
0: <laughs> yeah it's it's wild and then the scene where they go to the halloween party together at Lindsay's bar first mm-hmm. of all Lindsay's doing tarot readings at the bar she isn't serving <laughs> a drink like queen queen yeah she's probably getting tips from that instead of <laughs> the, the drinks <laughs> Jesus. oh my god but um so they go to the 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 halloween dance party at this bar and the dancing scene was so weird it
1: was so bad i hated it
0: <laughs> i hated every minute of it. It, it to compare it if if my listeners have seen the they slash them movie since we talked oh, about god. it this is on par with the fucking pink sing-along like it's the weirdest shit in the Which movie pink song do they sing oh god girl and the <laughs> okay so we'll, oh, we'll, no. we'll talk about this for a minute so in they <laughs> slash yeah sidebar sorry sorry listeners so you can skip ahead <laughs> if you want but um they slash them had this weird sing-along in the middle of the movie where it was um to fucking perfect and oh no and at that point you might as well just get the rights to born this way because it's like it's all these lgbtq characters like singing about how they're proud of themselves but it just comes out of nowhere it's so fucking weird okay so cringe yeah it's so cringe Uh, okay so in halloween (laughs) ends that moment is this moment when cory and allison are on the dance floor and cory is acting like he's having a full-on fucking seizure on they really wanted to
1: make this feel like a twilight movie they're really close they should have set this goofy dance scene to a Muse song, and then it really would have been the full oh yeah Twilightification of the Halloween story. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Be Like super massive black hole starts playing, and it's like yeah, you got me on the <laughs> And then they play baseball, like that would have been perfect.
0: yeah perfect. That's how we fix this movie. <laughs> we make it Twilight,
1: even more Twilight than it already is, which is, yeah. is very Twilight. It is
0: <laughs> very Twilight. Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah but that that whole scene where he's like pretending to have a seizure i thought that he actually was i thought that he actually was having a seizure and i was like what is happening
1: allison (laughs) is turned on by this
0: uh yeah apparently she she likes boys who have seizures i i don't know like it's so, so weird and then in the bar scene he runs into um the the mom of the kid that he accidentally killed who Uh understandably is still affected by her son's death and still blames Corey, but but he also doesn't handle it very well also i was like have you not seen them out in five years like i i I mean i'm sure they're not running in the same circles but like
1: you live in the same small town in illinois
0: yeah they make it seem as though like like Hattonfield is a small town like you know everybody knows each other which to an extent they do kind of um kind of show that that they know of laurie's history with michael they they know the story of michael whether it's you know kind of the the urban myth version or the actual version you know what i mean but yeah it's it's yeah then the whole time jump thing and they act like they're just hearing things for the first time i don't know it's weird how they kind of depict that but um yeah so then he runs out of the club allison follows and this is like their literal first date I'm pretty sure, and they are talking like they've been dating for months. Oh my god, I know. <laughs> and I and I literally that's the
1: twilight. That's the twilight of it all.
0: Oh yeah. And I I wrote down kind of the lines they were saying to each other because it's so bad. She's like, "Corey, come back, talk to me." And he's like, "Where were you in there?" <laughs> all that's missing is a scene
1: where Allison moodily looks out the window and she says, "Of." Three things I was completely sure. One, Corey was a murderer. Two, some part of him, and I didn't know how large that part might be, wanted to kill my grandmother. <laughs> Three, third, I was completely and irrevocably in love with him. <laughs> See, I know I wasn't on the Twilight episode, but I've seen Twilight a lot. I know. I Uh, used to be a toy hard. Big one.
0: Oh, my God. Yeah. Well, I mean, the more that you say it and compare it, I mean, it pretty much... It pretty much is a Twilight movie, like, uh, and in that context. Oh my God! They I think so much time in this movie
1: with the two of them riding around on moodily on a motorcycle. Oh my God! And I'm just I like, re- can we do something in this movie?
0: Like, yeah, and, and it's between that and the the high school kids bullying Corey. Like, those are the <laughs> two main things that happen in this movie, and yeah and they'll Mike- cut
1: to jamie lee curtis writing like three paragraphs of her book and then they'll go back to something else
0: <laughs> yeah yeah and and her changing the last line of the paragraph like four times like-, like the
1: evil died the evil died tonight did it die tonight and then then they cut to something else And they're like wow. yeah
0: <laughs> the evil was <laughs> murdered the evil died the evil transferred the (laughs) evil jamie (laughs) (laughs) please jamie like i'm (laughs) gonna have
1: trauma from watching this movie (laughs) (laughs)
0: yeah oh my god um oh god yeah so it isn't until about like 40 minutes in that we get kind of an appearance from michael and it's after the the bullies come in um uh, You know, rough house Corey for a bit and throw him over the freaking bridge. Yeah. And
1: <laughs> that's not bullying. That's like attempted murder, my dude. That's
0: literally attempted murder. And I was like, this is straight out of I Know What You Did Last Summer. Oh my why, God. Yes. Why am I not watching that movie instead? <laughs> yeah. This
1: movie needed more, needed more Sarah Michelle Geller. That's what it needed. Oh
0: my God. Yeah. And Freddie, Freddie Prince, Prince Jr. Jr. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> you know what speaking of which i would much rather be watching scooby-doo the live action scooby-doo oh, with them in it yeah, oh yeah,
1: yeah. anything with the either of them in it yeah yeah i'll just yeah. watch like six seasons of buffy i'd rather do that than sit through yes okay yeah
0: um <laughs> let's see how many other movies we can reference <laughs> that we would rather be watching pretty much anything including twilight and um, zombies halloween yes yes um, that is a much better, uh, and he only did two movies. He did not get locked into a trilogy. So yeah. Um, but yeah. So forty minutes in, we get kind of a glimpse of him, and then maybe ten minutes later is when we, like, I I just don't understand why Michael kept Corey alive when he yeah, first. Why did
1: he just?
0: Like, why didn't he just kill him?
1: Yeah, maybe. He's like, this is it. This is how I transfer the evil. I gotta not kill this freaking nerd. <laughs> <laughs> this fucking loser.
0: Yeah. Well, like, as... And it's just so weird that Michael's, like, in the wall of this cave or something. He's and He's like sewers. Like, what is he been like, doing? Like, what are you doing, my man? Like, and also, have you not, like healed your wounds in five years so you can like come out and like start killing people again like that,
1: or even like you couldn't like you didn't heal enough that you could like no one knows what your face looks like my guy like you couldn't blend in with society long enough to get like a McDouble at McDonald's <laughs> like maybe pick yeah. up a, sh- a shift at the grocery store like bagging some shit like yeah. make some money get get a job uh you know then you'll be back to full strength and you can just start killing dudes again. Like you yeah, know. yeah, what was he doing down there? <laughs> just sitting in the sewer?
0: Yeah, he's just like sitting there, you know.
1: Like just, over, just waiting. For four years or whatever.
0: Yeah. He's like, you know what? I'm just gonna I'm just gonna wait until some stupid nerdy kid uh comes, comes down in here. here.
1: That's what I'm saying. That's why yeah. I said if I had written this movie, I would have had it that cory runs in the sewer and is like chased by that homeless guy or whatever but michael myers is dead in there yeah and he's like he's like seduced by the evil in there
0: yeah and i and that i way. yeah and i think that would have made more sense or like because there were some script leaks that, oh, like, God. I kind of saw on Twitter like before this movie came out, and it insinuated that there was going to be two Michaels, and, and there
1: was in like one scene, and,
0: yeah, and there was kind of, but I was like, okay, well, maybe it's like a copycat killer, and like, uh, yeah, you know, that's how I thought it was going to be. Like, Which would that... touch
1: on the theme of how the evil is like in the town or
0: whatever right yeah and i and i thought it was gonna be like the scenes that we saw of laurie fighting in the ads were gonna be like like the the other michael quote-unquote and you know then allison would have to step in and fight him you know like yeah there's so many other ways that they could have wrote this movie and have it not be this (laughs)
1: but instead they made michael myers a really shitty um uh, mentor figure who is not as who's like the opposite of Obi Wan Kenobi. <laughs> he just gets his ass beat, and then that's it. And then he comes and kills, tries to kill Lori or something. Yeah, I, I just, <laughs> I don't
0: understand like the characterization of Michael in this. Yeah, like, I don't I've understand what his like. Everybody's what he's doing. Yeah, everybody's characterizations completely were were changed. And I mean like yeah, it's a five year time gap from the last movie, but like Michael would never take an accomplice.
1: No. I mean like the thing some of the things he does in this film are really confusing. Like and like part of his whole thing is that he's like a character that doesn't have motivations like that isn't he's blank Correct. basically. Yeah. Which is fine, but like I think something that's really bizarre, really weird. Is that like the he lets Corey go, and then they kind of form this like weird, vaguely mentor relationship, and then he kills the cop, Allison's cop ex boyfriend, and like Corey's there, but he doesn't kill him. And then they go to the doctor's house, and Corey like kills the doctor, but like why did Michael go with him? What did he, did he just follow him? Did he ask him to come? Was he like, hey, senpai? <laughs> critique, critique my murder strategy like what like why is he even there like what like yeah there it was they're... so weird i just was like what is the what is the motivation for this character you know and like i get like he doesn't have a motivation but like that he his non-motivation is his motivation do you know what i mean so, yeah like, it doesn't make sense that he would just be like all right cory also like yeah did cory tell him where he was going did he say I'm gonna go kill this doctor now. You should come with me, or did he follow him there? Did he like stalk him? Did he also like know somehow telepathically that like Allison lost a job because this nurse had sex with the doctor, and that made him uh, mad? Question mark. I don't know. And <laughs> right. came that I just it was so weird. I was like, why is Michael here, dude? Like, yeah, like what there... reason to come to this scene? At least right. at the end. He comes and he kills Corey for beating him up in revenge.
0: Uh, and for stealing his mask. Like, right. This is and stealing a... his mask. He's like, wow,
1: but... I got my ass beat. Um, and he does that. And that makes sense to me. Because he'd be like, right. wow, that was because... bullshit.
0: Yeah, because that, that basically happened in the last movie where... Um, Karen beat his ass and then took his mask and then lured him to the townspeople. And then he killed her, yeah. Yeah, so, like, that made made sense. sense. But I was like, why is Michael in his
1: doctor's house? (laughs) Why did he come here?
0: There's no reason.
1: Yeah, it's just so bizarre. I was like, what is the relationship? Like, why is, you know, maybe it was, like some kind of trickery that I just didn't understand. Like maybe it was like Corey was like hallucinating or something, but they didn't portray it that way. Like it didn't feel like that. Right. Like clearly written and portrayed on screen as if like Michael came with him for some reason and was like, sure, I'll do this murder with you, I guess. And just did it. And then went back to the sewer, I guess.
0: Yeah. But well, (laughs) honestly, honestly, it's a little weird because like, uh, first how did michael get there because um did he ride with cory he <laughs> walked very
1: slowly methodically behind him like while he took his motorcycle over there yeah i have no idea yeah did like, Corey leave I'm... him like a post-it and he's like here's the address let's go post up like
0: yeah here's the address <laughs> i'll wait three hours for you to walk there yeah,
1: over there and oh, yeah. then you're gonna walk back to the sewer
0: yeah Just and then yeah
1: it was so bizarre. Yeah.
0: But I think in the next scene, or no, maybe it's after they kill the ex-boyfriend. I, Did either Did kill way... the
1: ex-boyfriend after the doctor or before? No,
0: I think that was before. I think that was the first kind of team up they do. But it's weird because after that, Corey comes back to <laughs> Allison's place and is like, I'm horned up. Let's do it. And Michael like, was lurking in the background. Like well like he was he was like lurking behind a tree like watching lori and i was like
1: yeah but i
0: thought he didn't have a motivation for lori so i
1: didn't care but also he just then after that just goes okay i guess it's back to the sewer for me and goes back to the sewer right because then because it's in the sewer where Corey beats him up and takes his mask from him
0: yeah and why does he let this happen like that that's the thing that kills me is like <laughs> like i get it you're you're weak you're old from whatever. You probably had you're like old. three cases
1: of covid down in there yeah <laughs>
0: you've been <laughs> you got eating COVID rats. from the rats like yep. i don't know but like it's <laughs> you got, like bubonic plague <laughs> <in there.
1: laughs> you yeah. like yeah. weird boils maybe he did have something like that
0: <laughs> maybe but like it's it's weird that we're allowing a twenty-five-year-old man overpower, you know, one of the like a like a serial killer. Like that, it just doesn't make sense. That
1: and also, it doesn't really like gel with the other scenes in the movie that Michael's in before that. Like where he pretty easily overpowers Corey the first time they encounter right. each other. Um, and then he doesn't really, you know, he he. Like hesitates a little bit killing the cop, but you know Corey. And then he like it's almost implied that when he kills that cop guy, that it like helps rejuvenate him a little bit, like almost right. super, like semi-supernaturally. Like they Im- imply that in the scene that he gets like his mojo back, you know.
0: Right. And he doesn't
1: really make have any issues killing the nurse lady, and obviously he walked all the way there, unless they took the bus. I don't know. Like <laughs> <laughs> Michael Myers got on the bus to go with his bestie to go do this joint murder gig like sure you know so he clearly had enough energy to walk all the way there and back to the sewer and was in the sewer chilling and then Corey just came in and what beat him up yeah i it's really weird i didn't get it
0: yeah it's so strange he must have you know you know what it is is that he he is just in a weakened state from all of those steps, you know, he's yeah. he's he's a runner, he's a track star, you that know, he's like running. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: that was Corey's strategy the whole time. He was like, Look, if I get this guy to follow me out to the doctor's house on foot <laughs> and then he goes back to the sewer, he's gonna be like really worn out. So then I will come and beat him up and take his mask, but I don't kill him either. He just lets him live in there, yeah. Then... Like,
0: if. <laughs> And then, I yeah, I—I I mean, obviously, we see at the end that it takes a lot to actually kill Michael, but like, he didn't stab him. He didn't do yeah. anything to really kind of slow him down. Like, and Michael just kind of immediately sits back up and is like, "All right, time to go get my mask." Also, how did he? get to lori's house and where did he know where to go
1: yeah was he like i don't i don't know and this feels like that like kind of stupid like cinema sin style like picking a part of a film but like these things don't make sense together and it made the movie actively worse right that it was written that way and i think they could have fixed some of these issues like in in the writing if they wanted to they just didn't like, again, if my, if like my my pitch would be like if he's already dead in there by the time Corey finds the mask, then he doesn't have to fight Michael <laughs> to get the mask or have some like weird like thing. Right. Yeah. Or, again, if it's like, you know, they don't really like imply, for instance, that like through these kills that Corey himself has developed like some level of supernatural non-death ability and like he's also dispatched very easily at the end of the film like it did not take much to kill him yeah so you know if they had done something like that or if they were like implying that their like mentor relationship or whatever had empowered Corey, like made Corey kind of on the level of michael like almost semi-supernaturally maybe but like they didn't do that so it's just really strange and just that his power levels fluctuate to that level you know that he like gets his mojo back from some murders but then all of a sudden is a weak wimp who gets beat up by a a, a freaking nerd and then he gets his mojo back again later <laughs> through yeah. unknown means like what? <laughs> it doesn't make any sense.
0: Yeah because by the By the time he gets to Lori to fight her, it's like, by the logic of what you've presented so far in this movie, like, Lori should have overpowered Michael so easily.
1: That fridge should have done him in. She should have thrown that fridge on him and he'd have been donezo.
0: Yeah, donezo. Immediately. Yeah. Yeah. I just, it, it's.
1: And it does, the ending does make, is weird. Like, as you mentioned, that it does toy with this, like, thing that they've talked about where they're like, Michael doesn't care about Lori. They don't have any sort of dynamic with one another, blah, 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 like, from his perspective. But then they shoehorn it in, like, you know, he comes uh, to get his mask back, I guess. But then he's like, guess I'll kill Lori while I'm here. You know, and he, like, clearly intently makes that choice. It's like, yeah oh it's her i guess i gotta kill her too like because the movie told me i have to you know yeah (laughs)
0: yeah because like the only reason which okay so the only reason why he got to laurie's house in 2018 was because of sartain so like which infuriates me in this movie that the the her next-door neighbor's daughter was, like, chastising her and being like, oh, you provoked him. It's like, n- no, no. <laughs> that's and not think, what happened.
1: I think if they wanted to, it would have made sense that, like, yeah, they they cut the, like, sibling dynamic and whatever, but, like, I could see, like, if you're a character like Michael where you have pretty limited motivation, but, you know, you would just enjoy the thrill of the hunt, kind of, like, yeah. the one that got away would be, like, appealing to you, you know? It doesn't mean right. that you're, like, have an attachment to them as an individual or whatever. But, like, the idea that, like, she's the one that beat you, quote-unquote, almost, like, I could see that becoming, like, a level of obsession for this character, you know? And that would still right. be motive motiveless in the sense that he doesn't care about her as an individual. It has nothing to do with it being Lori Strode the person. It's just, it could have been in whoever it was that, that was in her position, you know? Right, if right. It, Annie- him off in the first movie it would have been her if it had been you know i don't know somebody in the in 2018 who he didn't kill successfully maybe he'd add them to the list you know right they just they could have used that even if they wanted to like make their some reason that these two characters have like a collision course but from michael myers perspective like obviously from Lori's perspective she's traumatized she has like she's like permanently traumatized by this person but right which makes sense. but you know they didn't do that either they just kind of were like I guess he's going to kill Lori now cuz that's what you guys all dialed into peacock to watch in this movie yeah <laughs> like, <laughs> you know yeah like he could recognize her he's clearly not like stupid like there's nothing like in his that indicates he doesn't like have awareness of the world the cognitively of the world around him or anything right. like that right. you know like Especially because they would have come against each other again way more recently than, like, between 78 and 2018, right? So he would recognize what she looks like. Right, exactly. She looks the same. Yeah, she, she did pretty much looks the
0: same. She just chopped the wig a little bit. But- <laughs> yeah, she got a slightly better wig, yeah. yes, slightly. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so th- this fight scene between... Lori and Michael is pretty good for the most part. I liked it. Yeah. It was fun. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it wasn't was... like
1: good storytelling. It just was fun slasher movie stuff. Like, right. Right. You know,
0: but I will say, I feel like. of this fight Was spoiled by the ads
1: Oh yeah they put like all of it In the trailer literally Pitched this movie as a final showdown Between these characters when it wasn't So they wanted to sneak all the other Shit into the movie and they didn't tease any of it like i don't know if i saw a single trailer that even had a picture of Corey in it um
0: i well since i, have I haven't seen it i'll be honest yeah, but like yeah
1: trailers that i was seeing were like not even really teasing that this character exists
0: let alone like <laughs> right.
1: the main character of the movie right
0: because um the the ads that i saw especially on peacock itself since i you know like I've said before, I watched Real Housewives. Like uh-huh. I, I rewatched The Office and Parks and Rec, all that, whatever. Um, all the ads that I was seeing for it did have quite a bit of Corey, but not in a context that would make you think that he's the main character of right. this movie. Um, and then, Interesting. yeah. And then um, it would show a little bit of the cave scenes with Corey and michael like like him reaching out to choke him and then it would be like oh watch laurie and michael fight and it'd be that same shot of him throwing her across the the kitchen island her
1: hand down in the disposal whatever yeah
0: that too so it's like all of those those shots that are kind of like the cool shots of it were already in the trailer yeah so it was just like, like, what's the point of watching this? <laughs> Aside from seeing, you know, whether Lori survives or not, but you know, um, but yeah, overall, I the, like you said, I I think the the fight was great. I think they choreographed it pretty well, and it, I think I saw something on Twitter recently that Lori actually. Or, I mean, um, Jamie Lee Curtis actually did a lot of those stunts, I think. But yeah, so I, yeah, like you said, Corey was dispatched so quick. And I, I was like, okay, well, maybe, because like, I didn't think he was going to immediately take off the mask to reveal. I mean, I think Lori already knew that it was yeah, Corey, yeah. but like, I don't know. I, I just, I, I think it was just anticlimactic in a way and yeah
1: he just he dies like four minutes after they encounter each other in the house yeah <laughs> you're like wow okay cool glad yeah. we spent the entire movie
0: following this character around like yeah yeah it's like great i'm so happy i wasted my time yeah um but i will say that the i think the pov shot of seeing Corey like go up the stairs and then lori's making the call that she's basically committing suicide quote-unquote as like a ruse yeah. yeah i think that sequence was great because it, it, clearly she shoots a pumpkin to make it sound like there's guts flying
1: yeah, her brain splatter <laughs> yeah, yeah
0: her her brain splatter um and then he's like like you see the pov of him opening the door and she's like haha bitch surprise and, bitch yeah um
1: yeah, yeah, I thought they were like I, it was kind of disappointing cuz I actually thought that when Corey took on the mask as it were there was like some good kills and like good sequence after that mm-hmm. but then he just kind of goes no one will ever have Addison but me and then he dies like Wow, cool. <laughs> okay. <laughs>
0: sure. Yeah. Yeah. The the whole thing of him being like, if I can't have her, no one will. I was like <laughs> I was like, what in the Disney villain? Like Yeah. Like I i was just like, what the fuck also, is happening? What,
1: how is that your motivation? Like you started getting into doing this killing stuff like before you guys were dating, right? Like he kind of like encounters Michael shortly after that. It's like on the same night as that date at the bar, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah, so be, like, having... like, he
1: like sleeps because he got he got fucking pushed off of a bridge. Yeah, <laughs> but, but it's like the next day.
0: Yeah, it's like, yeah, I don't he know. He kills
1: that homeless dude.
0: Exactly. So I'm like, you you can't really say that Allison is your motivation. You've known her yeah. for all of five minutes, but like, I I mean, I guess I could see like if you're susceptible to the evil. um, that you could just warp it into something that it isn't. But, like, Allison kind of <laughs> inviting that. Like, sh- this is over the span of, like, five days. Tops. Yeah. And she's, know. like, in love with him. Like, she's ready to, like, run off with him. Yeah. It's I mean, so weird. To be
1: fair, in, in Twilight, <laughs> Edward Cullen <laughs> does basically become obsessed with bella immediately like she smells real good and he can't read her brain so he's like wow guess this is the love of my life <laughs> <laughs> does and she
0: smell good because that face did not make it seem like. i read, like it's I like read a- midnight
1: sun i read all about him having his weird fantasies about how he was gonna murder yeah i don't know if any <laughs> for, for listeners who've read this book read the, haven't read the book uh that's basically like two-thirds of midnight sun is edward's internal monologue about how good it would taste to kill bella probably so <laughs> <laughs> that's like but yeah he becomes obsessed with her like right away so it's like the same thing that's why <laughs> that's why it feels like twilight to me yeah These characters are like immediately obsessed with each other and then like one day later like you are my life now yeah, yeah. But like, it also doesn't make sense that that's his motivation because the entire sequence right before this is spent getting revenge on the bullies.
0: Right. Exactly. So, what does
1: that have to do with Allison? You just met her.
0: Yeah, Allison didn't have anything to do with the bullies. If anything, you should and be in I, love with Lori because she was the one who saved you from the bullies the first time. And around. And also
1: introduced you to your hot girlfriend. So now you're gonna kill her for what? What does she do to you? Yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> I'm uh, whatever.
1: Yeah, it and like it's unfortunate because I actually thought that scene in the junkyard was really good. It's probably the best yeah. actually the best sequence of the movie. Yeah, and Corey's character likes fit that. Role of the shape, like, really, really well. Like, he did that, he stepped into that, and it fit into the theme they were trying to go with, which is this like evil transference, whatever thing. And because he assumed that role, like, really readily, but then he immediately just goes to Laurie's house and is like, If I can't have Alice, no one can, and then kills himself. And you're like, Wow, yeah, you're,
0: cool. like, <laughs> you're
1: like a really cool character that I liked
0: a lot, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because yeah, like you said, he's just almost immediately like taken down by Lori. It's so strange, especially after he just yeah. killed like like he six beats other up Michael people.
1: and takes his mask. Yes,
0: so it's like so it's like his weird. Like it's weird that his levels are up and down too. Yeah like as far as power yeah the, not
1: very uh consistent apparently yeah the the, the, evil the Wi-Fi... Only partially transfers when it feels like it <laughs> yeah
0: the, the, the wi-fi connection between them did not compute very well yeah he's yeah. got bad
1: service he's not on 5g like <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's because he burned down the radio tower
1: <laughs> yeah he probably thinks 5g causes like autism or whatever what is that what do they think a 5g does to you does um, it make you gay i don't know probably (laughs) (laughs) 5g conspiracy
0: yeah um but yeah the those kills in the 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 junkyard it was good yeah it was actually a good sequence and i was like oh okay we're we're like building up like I was you like, know, "Oh yeah, this is a Halloween things, movie." Yeah, the things are happening now. It's not a love movie anymore. Um and <laughs> so um yeah, all the kids basically get killed off. But I like the, the one that looked like she was out of stranger things. She was actually one that was like, "Okay guys, stop. Like we shouldn't do this." Like even though yeah. she was complicit in what was happening she was at least try like kind of trying so i thought that Corey was gonna spare her because she was the very last one of the group to basically get killed off and i was like okay maybe he's just gonna like severely injure her and just kind of and he did not he and and i thought (laughs) i thought the order in which he went of killing these kids was weird because it was like more so the two boys that were, like, roughhousing him. So it would have made more sense to me to leave them last. You know, to they, kind of build that up. I don't know.
1: I also think they missed an opportunity to have, like, a clear, like, um character. This is, like, the, the moment of no return for this character, like, in that sequence. After yeah. he, like, kills his stepdad by accident. But he doesn't really, like, acknowledge it. Like, it could have been a moment where he could look at the carnage be like is this who i am like is this who i am and then like either fully become the shape or move on but he doesn't really like have that moment of like internal conflict he kind of just like oh whoops and then like goes about murdering some more so it was like you know because it's played as like a moment that we should feel like he killed his dad. What, what? What? And then he just like doesn't care one way or the other. Yeah. <laughs> that it happened because he yeah. clearly didn't mean to do it. It was an accident, like an unintentional that he killed him. But then he just doesn't care at all either way. So it could have been like a moment where he had like a, like a, a, a like a almost remorse, like c- considers yeah. his actions, and then decides. Um, I hate to do this because um we're already an hour and 12 minutes in and i don't want to talk about final fantasy 14 but there's a (laughs) character in the game who's like this huge villain character he's like the final boss of the second expansion and he has a moment where he um comes back in the story and he literally goes i could turn my life around right now and then Decides nah and decides to do evil <laughs> to be evil. They could have done something like that with Corey, and yeah. I think it would have worked in that moment. And had like him almost be like, Because actually, is it this is it the bully that shoots his dad, or does he shoot him? I don't remember. It, it was but the
0: bully that shot his dad,
1: but his stepdad, like, is a victim that wasn't intended, right? Like, accidental. Exactly. He could have been mm-hmm. like, It's his fault, <laughs> whether you want to think about it or not. He caused right. it, it happened exactly. Um so it could have been like oh this is the consequences of my actions maybe i'm remorseful for a second and then had him go nah i'm i'm the shape now and then move on or not maybe he does feel remorseful. But then he just like i'm killing more dudes and he just like goes to the does he kill his mom first or does he kill the dj first i can't
0: remember i think it was <laughs> i think he kills his mom first yeah which... he just
1: like i get it but also that would have been like a huge like use of that moment where he's like oh my stepdad was like the only person who was ever nice to me and right he's dead because of me and then he could have been like well oh well this is what i have to do and then he goes and like kills his mother like because he's pro- crossed that point no return they could have done like something like that with the character but they didn't and i thought they were going to because i thought that was the whole reason the d- stepdad was even there <laughs> but he just right he doesn't care i
0: guess yeah that was yeah that whole the, the decision making of how the, the stepdad dies and then he doesn't acknowledge it. Um, like you said, is just it's a it's a little weird because he was like the only person aside from maybe Allison and Lori that was actually nice to Corey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and-, and they
1: make a point of having that character be there in the middle of the night when he's having this like revenge setup so that he dies accidentally directly as a result of Corey's actions but it doesn't change anything like it doesn't make him think about what he's doing and have that moment where like maybe i could change the course of that i'm on right now no i'm not going to you know like it could have been interesting to do that but they didn't do anything like that
0: yeah or they could have you know maybe a better sequence would have been to have the stepdad at the house when he kills his mom and then the stepdad's like trying to talk sense into him and yeah. then, uh, you know, kind of something out of um, uh, what's it called? The, I think it was the force awakens whenever Kylo Ren kills Han Solo.
1: Yeah. 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 Yeah.
0: You know, some, something along those lines may have been a little bit better. I don't know. That,
1: yeah. That could have worked something like that. I just felt like there was just like no consequences for that. Right. Anyway, like it didn't mean anything to the movie. It was just like a, oh whoops, like, and then they just no one talks about it anymore. Right. And <laughs> but then, like just Karen
0: <laughs> moves it along. <laughs>
1: yeah, stepdad went to the same place Karen did, which is the everyone forgot about them pile. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> like... Yeah. Um. But the 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 mom Corey's mom is just the weirdest fucking character. <laughs>
1: yeah. I mean. I think him killing her makes sense, but it it could have just been really interesting to have him cross the the event horizon, as it were, like yeah after the accidental death of his stepdad, and like that could again kind of reinforce that plot they were trying to make that like the evils in all of us, or what I, I don't know what freaking yeah. stupid moral they were trying to teach us, but yeah, <laughs> I was like you know,
0: yeah. Well, I I think that's another. Somewhat issue with this trilogy is that they're trying too hard to push some sort of, you know, uh like moral compass type deal. Not not yeah. saying that these movies are woke by any means. You know, I mean I'm not, Halloween
1: I'm, Kills had a literal woke mob in it.
0: Yeah, that's that is true. <laughs> um The <laughs> woke mob was in the movie. Yeah yeah and 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 i'm and i'm fine with a messaging in a movie but like maybe just have it a little bit more subtle not so much like you know literally having laurie type it out on her memoir like
1: (laughs) yeah and also i was like i don't what's the message of this film that i'm supposed to like take away from it i i didn't really understand i was like so the evil was shared in the town but like okay so what 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 did you want everyone to do about it? Like you didn't write this story, which is of how Haddonfield overcomes this, that evil that's like the DNA of the city or whatever. Right. You just had Michael Myers get put in a industrial shredder, like, and that's evil solved, I guess. Sure.
0: Yeah, sure great <laughs> the evil finally
1: died tonight you know that's it
0: <laughs> yeah like, it well, was really bizarre I don't know yeah and I and I think I, I don't even know how I could even fix this because sometimes I think about that I'm like you know what I could shit on a movie for like an hour and a half two hours but like if I'm not presenting like a solution like you know right yeah. you know what I mean but like I like I said I think Maybe rewriting right. kills to be a little bit more like, okay, the the mob tried and failed, and now it's Lori's turn to actually finish the job. Like, I'll do this my fucking self type thing. <laughs>
1: yeah, Thanos. Moment. Like, tha-
0: yeah, I was gonna say her Thanos moment. Like, guess I'll
1: do it myself. Yeah, <laughs> we'll do it Thanos. my fucking self.
0: Because <laughs> um, th- I feel like that was kind of insinuated with the marketing for kills that she was like Uh, because that shot where she's walking down the hallway at the hospital and she has a knife Uh, in her hand yeah she's
1: ready to do the thing or they could have done something similar like which like you said earlier it made it would make sense to almost cut out all of halloween ends and just tack kill the ending onto kills but if michael dies at the end of halloween kills maybe that's like the moment that's the catalyst for like the innate evil within a cory or whatever character they want to use to come out and it transfers from him to someone else you know or whatever like that like then, then we come into this movie and it is like it makes sense that this movie is about this character whether it is right. actually cory or anyone else because it was set up at the end of halloween kills <laughs>
0: like right right you know what even i i just thought about this like Maybe they could have made Corey like a relative of Lindsay somehow. And I think I'm just re- saying this because I wanted Kyle Richards to do more. But <laughs> like she could have been uh, like his aunt or his mom or something to really kind of connect yeah. it to where like her trauma is what is motivating Corey somehow. You know, yeah. I, don't, I don't know. Or I'm just, I,
1: I think... I I think just in a like a lower level even than that, like thinking even less far into it, they ha- if they wanted to make this movie work, I think they had to have introduced Corey in one of the previous films. Somehow. Yeah. I like the, I think that's a good idea that whether it's like Lindsay or you know, maybe he's Tommy's like nephew or something. I don't know. Yeah, rel- related to somebody in the cast or Something like that. Or I even like I think I talked earlier. I was like he could have just been in Allison's friend group. So they knew each other. Like I think there needed to just be something that established this character instead of it coming out of left instead of him coming out of left field in this movie and then suddenly being the main character and having no ties to anybody else in this film. And because he doesn't have any ties to anyone else in this film, they have to speed run making one and giving him this relationship with Allison. So he is tied to a character that we are coming to this trilogy with at least like an audience relationship with, you know, right. So it just, I think that was just a huge miss that if they wanted to tell a movie story like this, even if it wasn't this exact character, like they should have introduced the protege character, whoever it was in, at least in Halloween kills, if not in 2018, And maybe they don't really do much in either of those movies. They're not really very consequential characters, but they were there. They're characters that have been in this story beyond just all of a sudden in the 11th hour being like, this is your hero now, (laughs) you know? Wow. Cool. (laughs) You know, we were talking earlier about star Wars. Is it kind of like, you know what we're talking about? Part of the issue in the, the rise of Skywalker is that everything new in that film just is out of nowhere. It doesn't mean anything. It's not like tied to like these characters. Like, you know, I think Ray Palpatine is a pretty stupid plot twist. It didn't have anything to do with anything. Right. You know, and that's like, I don't think that this plot twist in Halloween ends is on the level of that where I literally laughed out loud in the movie theater. (laughs) It was, (laughs) you know, but I think. Again, they I think they just got bogged down in this, like, we want to tell a story that's not expected in a Halloween film, and they didn't think about the connective tissue to make it work. Right. Like, I think actually think of my number one example. I hate this. Uh, this is a spoiler for the end of Game of Thrones for anyone who hasn't seen it. I know Josh hasn't seen it. Do you care if I spoil the end of Game of Thrones for you? Do it. <laughs> in the final season of Game of Thrones, one of the pivotal things is that these snow zombies are coming, you know? Yeah, And the only way to beat them is to kill the leader. They kind of guess. They guess this. They decide this. They, right. They're like, we're going to try and kill the leader and hope that that beats all of them. Basically, um, there was one character through the entire series, hun- you know, dozens of hours of this show who has been our clear viewpoint character to these snow zombies the entire time. That's Jon Snow. He's, he's the character who has been most directly involved with them. But because him killing them would be the expected ending of this storyline, they handed the killing over to a different character who had no relationship to these snow zombies prior um, because it wasn't what you would expect to happen in the episode. So it's, it was for me a huge miss because it was like made no sense and it was really stupid. And it also ruined the storyline for, like, my favorite character, but also, like, the one of the most important characters in the entire series, right? Right. So, and they did that solely because it would be expected that this is what the ending of this character, that this character's through line would be. And then he didn't do anything else for the rest of the season. He just kind of sat around and then it was completely useless. So, <laughs> <laughs> and, like, that mindset isn't good storytelling, you yeah. know? Like people that defend this are like, well, George R. R. Martin never wrote, you know, with the expectation that like this is what would happen in a fantasy story, and it's like, yeah, he wrote in a way that was subversive, but he also wrote a storyline that made sense and had payoffs for characters that made sense for them. Sometimes the the regular the the expected ending is the ending that makes the most sense because you set it up that way,
0: right? You know, and I think that.
1: and that's what they 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 took the wrong lesson from the dickheads that produce game of thrones and <laughs> making this trilogy yeah. they, you know like i saw like a, like we were t- like i was looking at the the pay, the article wikipedia article for for halloween ends earlier so that i could like remind myself you know like click out to some articles whatever and david gordon green did an article where he's like i wanted to tell a love story with this movie I'm
0: oh like, yeah and
1: you're like but, but why like I, I understand if you want to make a film in general in your filmmaking career that's a love story but why did you sit down and go you know when i'm going to tell this love story it's going to be in the tr- finale of my halloween reboot trilogy right right (laughs) you know so that's just i think it was just for me it just feels like to sum up what i've just said including like a lengthy treatise on game of thrones that has nothing to do with anything (laughs) (laughs) i think that's just a really bad place to start for for a storytelling perspective to start with this we want to do something that's not what people are expecting so we need to write a story that is not going to be immediately sussed out by people who spend too much time on Reddit or whatever. Right. I think when you're writing that way, you immediately set yourself up for failure. And that was kind of what I felt like happened here too. I think it was less of a spectacular failure than than Game of Thrones, but like (laughs) it was the same thing where they were like, we don't want to tell this story that people are going to expect. So we're going to just do whatever and what we want to do. And it's not going to make sense with anything we did before this. <laughs> like, right. so that's that's my um I that's my TED talk about <laughs> writing so that theory crafters on Reddit don't spoil your story. It's always gonna work. It's always gonna be a losing game. Just stop it. Stop doing it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> they did that with Star Wars, where they like played themselves, right? Where they picked these like different directors and J.J. Abrams set up all these stupid mixed mystery boxes in The Force Awakens because he likes to do that. And then they had different directors on the later films. So they had no one to open the mystery box and solve the conundrum. So, you know, Ryan Johnson just did whatever he wanted to (laughs) in The Last Jedi. And it was right. You know, I like that movie, so I'm not like negatively reviewing it. But if you're somebody who is really invested in what J.J. Abrams set up in The Force Awakens, it's really not satisfying. If you're somebody who sat on Reddit for months, uh, theory crafting about who Emperor Sno or Snoke is or whatever, you're like, wow, he sure just died in this movie, you know? So I don't know that Ryan Johnson like came into it with that perspective, but it was the same losing zero sum game where you're like playing, you know, chicken with these people who spend a lot of time making YouTube videos about this. And instead of just making a good movie that makes sense with what you've set up, you're like, what if we just did shit?
0: Yeah. <laughs> you know? I, and I, and I think the issue with, <laughs> I think the issue with both the star Wars trilogy and this trilogy in some way is that, you know, Marvel kind of, once they got their steam, it like yeah. kind of got their train going. Like everything is connected to each other in uh-huh. those movies. So I feel like that's really kind of affected other franchises in the sense of like people come with the expectation that everything has to be answered. And yeah, there's
1: a post credit sequence for everything. Right, right,
0: right. And and I even found myself after this movie ended, like like waiting to see if something. You know, because at the end, of, I think at the end of the 2018 movie, like, you hear Michael's breathing through the mask. Yeah, yeah like, right like, before the credits. Right, right. As kind of like a, like an Easter egg, like, oh, he might come back. Um, I was expecting something like that, or, like, some kind of shock ending, you know, when they're kind of panning through the rooms of the house, of Lori's house. Um, yeah. I thought something... Was going to kind of hint that the series could continue, but nothing it could
1: have been the the H2O ending where they uh, the H2O explanation for resurrection. Like, how do oh, we, yeah, <laughs> which is that Lori just cut the head off the wrong dude at the yeah. end of H2O, <laughs> which is why we made resurrection and we were able to make this movie, uh, right? Yeah. Like, I, I kind of thought they were going to do something stupid like that, too.
0: Yeah, yeah, but instead, it was just, um, uh. uh Bracket and Lori talking about cherry blossoms.
1: <laughs> yeah, they're gonna go on an old people date.
0: Yeah, which I which I mean is cute, but like this movie isn't about like cute old they're, people they're, like going on a date like
1: cute in Japan, yeah or whatever.
0: Yeah, like no, I yeah it and and I and like you said like him the director wanting to make. A love story within the Halloween franchise, you know,
1: like why? <laughs>
0: yeah, I mean, it, who
1: asks for like, that?
0: Who, like, no one asked for that, but also it 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 is unique. On yeah, pa- on paper, it you know, it could it work. did but, defy
1: my expectations. That's yeah, for
0: sure. yeah, definitely did, and <laughs> um, and I think Lori, or I keep calling her Lori, Jamie Lee Curtis, um. <laughs> I think she was quoted in an interview. I can't find it right now, but um, she basically said that the ending will make people angry and it certainly did.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I just, I think when you start making like rather than a standalone film, you're making a trilogy, a series or whatever. Yeah. At some point, you have to make a case for why these films exist, and I think existing solely because you want to defy expectations is not really a great base to yeah. stand on. I think, you know, or again, if you wanted to, the whole time this was your plan, you wanted to tell this trilogy, and this is the story you envisioned for the third film this whole time, you you really missed the ball on just setting up the connective tissue to make it make sense and make it relevant to the other two films. (laughs) Like that's right at the baseline. That's the the number one storytelling issue. If this was your vision the whole time, if it wasn't, which I don't think it was because, you know, again, there was like the story where they're like, we're going to make a movie about COVID. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. It was just like, you know, clearly you just didn't know what you wanted to do after Halloween kills. um, But you, agreed and you told universal that you were going to make a trilogy yeah no so you're like what can we slap in here uh oh i haven't made a romance film yet guess that's what i'm doing now you know like yeah it's just like
0: so stupid yeah yeah so so many different ways and i and i and i think i i think i i definitely mentioned this earlier i think putting allison in a more pivotal role And making her, like, even if she was kind of simping for Corey a little bit, like, kind of bring her back to the badass roots and having her do a little more at the end would have saved it a little bit, maybe. Or just, I don't know. The writing in general is the main issue, in my opinion, with this movie. And if it was true that they were writing this movie at the same time as Kills, I think it would have been better to um have a little bit more time in between kills and ends because there's only like one year in between these movies releases and sure yeah the covid kind of delayed things but i think taking the time to actually execute a better script yeah would have helped this a lot
1: Well, um, I just was pulling some quotes about this film from the director while we were talking. So (laughs) (laughs) I guess if this is, as he said in an interview, what he was hoping for, I suppose he did achieve his goal. Because he said, without reciting the ending, I just wanted it to be something people think about and can discuss. It has a degree of ambiguity and uncertainty. That was important to me. As much as this is in my mind and eat some popcorn with your friends and enjoy Midnight Madness, somewhat campy but also artistically confident genre film i also liked a movie that you can have a conversation about it on the way out so if that was your goal you did it buddy <laughs> yeah
0: and and you can't see my face like as you're reading that i just have like a very cringe face on like, i'm just like i'm like why like and everything that he just said does apply but- yeah yeah it's just like come on dude
1: if you want to try this artistically complicated and maybe i'm underselling halloween as a franchise here maybe that's my my thing maybe i'm the wrong in the wrong but like why did you make a trilogy of halloween films if this is like what you wanted because ultimately you can tell. And again, I think in 2018, they did a pretty good job. We talked about this of mixing in like some heart and soul into the film, but also making a fun slasher film. Yeah. I think they did a pretty good job there. But so you can do it. I And I think Halloween H2O does that well, um, which I think is a better film than uh, a lot of these are. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think in, in Halloween 4, they do some of that, which is pretty interesting. Um, Halloween 2, not so much. But you know, they've done that historically in this series and they set it at a good precedent in 2018 that they were going to. But I think just your goal of making um, a Halloween movie, that also has something to say. I don't think that's a firm baseline. I think you got to then go, okay, but I also need to make a good movie, like an enjoyable film that makes sense in this world and also makes fits with the trilogy of films that came before it um and i said at the beginning that i think this movie makes halloween kills worse and i don't mean that it worse watch like i think halloween kills is more fun to watch than this movie i'd rather watch halloween kills for sure but i think it makes the the story of halloween kills worse like the ending of halloween kills worse because it has no consequences and it just it was i said this the first episode when we talked about this i was like karen just getting killed off at the end of the movie will live or die by how halloween ends goes and they didn't do anything with it so therefore the ending sucks to me like <laughs> they, right
0: they right and uh, another idea for the way halloween ends could have gone allison is motivated by the murder of her mother and she's trying to find michael for five years like they could have yeah,
1: that could have been a really interesting movie yeah that, and that it could have been something to say
0: yeah well and totally forget the Corey aspect because i don't think this series needed that or if if that was the case it should have been introduced in kills like i think this would have yeah. been a better halloween kills plot point that led up to you know kind of like the two michaels thing Mm -hmm. of, like, Michael's over here doing his thing, what what he was doing in the last movie, and then Corey's, like, you know, antagonizing, you know, the legacy characters, so to speak. Sure. And and then it all comes to a head at the end, and then the last movie could have been, you know, any any of the other plot points that we just said.
1: (laughs) I also just don't really buy Corey's transformation from, like, a sad sack being bullied to being this, like, badass michael myers like i think that's part of it like the initial incident that leads him down this path is an accident it's not like he i mean he he killed this kid but he didn't m- like murder him with his bare hands like he didn't like right f- snap like that um or something like that like i think if they wanted an establishing moment that like makes you feel like wow this guy might be on the edge like they didn't really do that It was a really good film sequence like I enjoyed it like as a viewer, but in terms of like the character's journey to becoming this, you know, 2.0 Michael Myers character, it it wasn't like an evil act. It wasn't like something that makes sense like, like in the context of like this is the transference of Michael's evil to someone else like it was an accident right and the kid was being a dickhead like the kid is not portrayed positively before that you know you're not like wow i really like this little kid i sure hope he doesn't get kicked down the stairs or whatever you yeah <laughs> like not that i'm saying he should have been killed but you know what i mean like they didn't yeah. portray it as like he did something like horrible and it was that moment that he realized his bloodlust or whatever because he does that he becomes a social pariah because after it gets bullied by band kids and then he decides he's evil
0: yeah like Like that it's really bizarre and i I think setting it like again five years into the future it just doesn't make sense that this is all of a sudden the sequences that are happening yeah like it would have made sense if it was like a year after that or a few months after that because he doesn't i i I think in my first watch i thought that he was convicted or like went to jail Mm -hmm. for it but he wasn't so
1: yeah i think it is weird you're right that like the instigating incident that like the, this film portrays is like the point of no return for Corey, is three years or four years before the most of the film so he just spends like three years being a loser i guess and then decides now i'm ready to kill people yeah like suddenly <laughs> yeah because he got laid i don't know like-
0: yeah he's like i got that good uh a strode pussy like I'm <laughs> ew. Yeah. Not the like, strode, not the strode pussy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh my god, I hate myself. Um but yeah, I just yeah, going going back again, it's just it's a it's a terribly terribly written script yeah that's like the main basis of this (laughs) it's just a miss yeah (laughs) oh my goodness well um i think this is a perfect place to wrap up because i think we had the main points i don't know yeah do you you have any other notes or thoughts (sighs) do you think do you think that they're gonna reboot the series again
1: I mean, yeah, these movies made a ton of money. So I think definitely, much like with any other big franchise like this, they never are dead for long. Um, I don't know that they're going to reboot the series and have it tied directly to this trilogy so much. Mm. Because that would be kind of weird. I'd be like, they would have to do like a, a resurrection hand-waving thing where they'd be like, wait, how did Michael Myers get out of the shredder? And they'd be like, it wasn't really him. And then just move on, you know, Yeah, whatever. I think that would be kind of dumb, but, um, I could, I, I could totally see them. I don't think they're done making movies about Michael Myers. I don't know that they're done. I don't know that they're making more about Jamie Lee Curtis being in them, but yeah, (laughs) I think, I think this is just there's too much money to be made and people really like this character <laughs> as a as a slasher character. Yeah. So I don't think that they're done with him forever. But I don't know that they are going to if they if and when kind of inevitably when they reboot the series that it will be like you know, Halloween ends again, the fourth movie, you know, <laughs> like Yeah. <laughs> I don't think it'll be that. I think this with trilogy if nothing else does have a, f- a sense of finality to it. Um in terms of the story they were wanting to tell i did not like the story they told but it has a clear ending it yeah end halloween ended everyone um <laughs> <laughs> so i don't know that i think this trilogy is done but I, I doubt that we never see michael myers again
0: right yeah i would agree with that especially with um i i think I know the rights of the Friday the 13th films, I think were kind of up in the air a lot recently. And then I think they finally kind of got something locked down um, that they're making a TV show out of it um, soon on Peacock, I think actually. So I, I feel like with, and Chucky just recently had a good string of, you know, um, two seasons on sci-fi or fx or something like that whatever channel it was on uh, yeah. it, it garnered good reviews so i think you know maybe that might be the next step of you know maybe halloween gets made into a, a tv show or you know something silly like that um but yeah, I would agree that they'll, they'll bring it back in some way. I just don't know how they would <laughs> probably just, you know, probably make it something along the lines of what Halloween 4 was. Like, oh, the the Strodes are no longer in Haddonfield. Let's pick somebody else, you know?
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I you might be onto something with like a TV series. I could see them doing that, something yeah. like that. Or even if it's like a remake of the original, but it's like a TV, long TV series or whatever.
0: Yeah. 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 John or Carpenter
1: will not show up, probably. This he's like, I'm over yeah, this. Yeah, he's
0: like, he's probably like, I'm over this. Apparently <laughs> yeah. he, he signed off on each of these scripts, which I don't
1: know how much that actually involved he was in that he was in, on the music i'm sure he read them almost but he had a quote I, I maybe i should try and pull it up while we're you know i'll like stall for time here real quick while well, <laughs> i see if i can find this book but um basically he did an interview kind of in the promotion oh here it is uh, here in the promotion for this where he was like Um, asked about how he feels that these films will impact the legacy of his film (laughs) here literally is John Carpenter isn't worried about Halloween remakes affecting his legacy I really don't care (laughs) he says my movie exists make your own you want to pay me a bunch of bucks fine have a great time (laughs) <laughs> this quote this other quote is really funny. He says, "The Halloween movie I love the most is the one I made back in 1978, the one I directed. Others are other people's visions. That's the way it goes. That's what happens when you give up. I didn't want to direct sequels. I didn't think there was story left. Boy, was I wrong, huh?" and then the rest of it he says there are two kinds of remakes for me one is where i'm the originator of the material i wrote the screenplay two it was an assignment from the studio we want you to do this if it's an assignment from the studio they don't pay me when they do a remake they own the material if i've generated the screenplay they play they have to pay me that's the kind of sequel i like (laughs) my movie exists make your own you want to pay me a bunch of bucks fine
0: yeah yeah i mean i mean he's been known to be uh, kind of have that attitude because uh, it, wasn't it like he did not want to do halloween 2 or something or i don't think he, he did re-
1: he didn't want to i mean he didn't direct it he oh that's right script. yeah um he and deborah hill of course are you know kind of the original writers of the first film as well um right but basically he, it was a project he didn't want to work on it was way later because slasher films were like making a boom at the time, like following Halloween, like Friday the 13th was out and all those movies. Right. Um, so the studio kind of forced him to do it. And he basically was like, well, since you're making me do it, I'm going to just throw some shit at the wall um, and see what sticks basically. Right. Um, including the fact that they actually went back. And if you watch Halloween too, you can see sometimes where Lori's uh, wig changes and stuff, <laughs> they went back and did some reshoots because he didn't think it was uh bloody enough. So Carpenter was like, We need to make this more violent, and they went back and added more murder <laughs> to the movie,
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, at that point, like it wasn't it like the early 80s, whenever Halloween to one or two, yeah, it was, yeah. It was several
1: years later, it wasn't like he was like, Okay, I'm ready to make the sequel now, he never right. really wanted to right i just i love that that that's why you know i'm team carpenter carpenter doesn't care about these movies i don't have to like him either john i follow john yeah (laughs) Yeah. i just love it he's like you want to pay me to use this license sure you want to pay me to i will say we can end on a positive before we sign off
0: one thing this trilogy
1: has is good
0: music yes yeah uh, good good music obviously the halloween theme slaps um and I think each I, I I they probably use the same version in each movie of the trilogy, mm-hmm. but um overall it's like you know, it it's obviously really slaps. Yeah. Yeah, but,
1: Carpenter and his son are like the two leads. That's the main role he played in these in this trilogy was on the music.
0: Yeah. Um
1: and his son was also involved in writing some of the songs. So the music is is a banger, but you know, it was never not gonna be if they were making it, you know.
0: Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and um I think ending the ending this movie with don't fear the reaper was like love that. a chef's kiss choice. Like that's oh, yeah. perfect. Perfect way to end it.
1: That was good. And it's a tie back to the
0: first movie. Exactly. So. Yeah. So, well, at least we ended on a positive. That's we a good did.
1: thing. <laughs> I can end any, any episode on a positive by that is uh, that John Carpenter is awesome. So that's always a, a positive that we can yeah. end on. Anytime. John Carpenter's the man. <laughs> That's it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes. Awesome. Well, um, on that note, thank you so much for joining me, Paige. Absolutely. I love discussing Halloween with you. And we will have to put Rob Zombie's movies on the docket very soon. <laughs> yeah, I'll get it
1: for you for Christmas or something. I'll be like, here you go, bud. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> we'll talk about Rob Zombie. <laughs>
0: Well um I did find those movies in that in the Walmart bargain bin. So Was I
1: wrong? I told you they're in there.
0: Yeah, yeah, you you were <laughs> prolific in in predicting that. And Halloween 2018 was in that bin too. Uh-oh. So <laughs> Rip. Rip um I mean 3 3 better movies for a bargain deal. <laughs>
1: now, uh... I don't know that I would say the <laughs> problem, but it's as I said before, it's it's one of those. this is trash, but it's my trash kind of things right., uh, but yeah, anytime anytime you want to have me back to talk about a little little Mike, I'm always down. Yes, I' always got time for Michael
0: <laughs> Awesome. Well, thank you again for joining me. and thank you, listeners for uh, listening to us for almost uh almost two hours talking about how awful this movie was <laughs> so that you don't have to <laughs> i watched it twice because i love you guys so much that i just wanted to be well researched for this episode
1: this podcast is now going to be josh washes things so you don't have to yeah, we're at. <laughs> yeah.
0: and now i will go um go on a, a virtual call with my therapist <laughs> to get out my feelings about this movie <laughs> Well, thank you again for listening, and we will see you next Monday for the next episode. Bye! Bye. Hey there, Super Scary listeners. Thank you so much for listening to the Super Scary Podcast this week. This podcast is edited and hosted by me, Josh. Our executive producers are myself and my wonderful husband, Frank. You can enjoy new episodes of Super Scary every Monday, wherever you enjoy your podcasts. We would greatly appreciate you giving us a review and subscribing on your favorite platform so you get notified when the new episodes drop. If you enjoy our content, please join us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at SuperscaryPodcast. You can also email us at SuperscaryPodcast at gmail.com if you have movie review suggestions for the upcoming seasons. See you next Monday for the new episode. Bye-bye!